This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Into the three o'clock hour we go. Tis the season. And if you're looking for the best Christmas music in San Diego, tune into our sister station, Kixie, 96.5. Yes, they started playing the Christmas music over there in July, <laughs> and it's just starting to hit home now. It's, it's starting to sink now, huh? It's starting to sink in now. Tony Wood Jr. and Chris Sello, Matt Scraby, Daily Gambit coming your way. Uh, just some tidbits on the day. Currently, uh, head coach of Mississippi State, yeah. Mike Leach is in critical condition after a personal medical issue took place. Um, he is uh, he is in the hospital currently, as I said, in critical conditions. Uh, prayers up for him and his family. Hopefully he uh, can recover. Uh, He's only 61 years old. According to the report down there, the clarion ledger said he had a massive heart attack. Oh, man. Um, so uh, let's just hope the best for Mike Leach. Uh, has been an excellent football coach. This guy was the National Coach of the Year in 2018 when he was at uh, at Washington State. So, and we were kind of critical of Mike Leach a couple of weeks ago, talking yeah. about some of his crazy ways. But one of his players had recently still, transferred. Yeah, I wonder yeah, how still, that guy feels. <laughs> I mean, I know the time is, it has nothing. That's to right. Do the with guy transferred other. and basically blamed it all on Mike yeah. Leach. But uh, hey, yeah, this is uh, this is life situation yeah. here. So let's hope that he hope for only the best on Mike Leach for nope, sure. No doubt about it. Uh, Scraby's daily gambit on the way. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington, woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. One thing I know Tony should have bet on yesterday was Evan Ingram over under a million yards and two touchdowns. Talk about a pickup for wow. a lifetime right that there. Was, I mean, Tony put him in his fantasy football lineup uh, in desperation. Yeah, really, no yeah, let's, let's be honest. I, I did no research on Evan Ingram at all. The only thing I knew is that he was once on Chris's team. He was a projected points. And I highest. needed a tight end. And he was the <laughs> highest one on the tight end. I put him in, and 
He did not disappoint. Uh, it, uh, it pained me every time he caught a pass yesterday. <laughs> it was quite often. Quite often. Did he have like 10 or 11? He's a t- oh, he's he scored 39 <laughs> points. I know, I Fantasy know. Fantasy points. Yeah. He had like 180 Incredible. yards or something. Incredible game. insane. Yeah. Uh, daily Gamble is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris, and we will remind you to gamble responsibly. Now let's go into some of the bets that we're going to make for tonight. Kennesaw State. Chris, where's Kennesaw State from? Got me. Oh, wow. Don't know that Tony, one. Tony, do you know where Kennesaw State's from? I'm going to say uh, North Carolina. Kennesaw? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Let me see. Kennesaw State location will be Georgia. Georgia. I was close. You were. You were. You were. <laughs> you were. <laughs> part of the world. Man, that's a long trip for them. But anyway. It's a good trip, though. See, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. Is it, though? All it's of raining. Col- all of these college basketball teams make these trips, men's and women's teams, but... These are recruiting tools. Yeah. You know, you tell a kid, hey, you come to Kennesaw State, we're going to be making a trip to San Diego. You can't guarantee that it won't rain. <laughs> no, you can't guarantee you know, that part. Say, but hey, that's a, it's a great trip for these true. kids. They love it. That is true. Well, the Aztecs, who have fallen out of the top 25, even though the website I get this from has not taken them out of the top 25, they're 19 We know how janky your websites are. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even get on one earlier because my antivirus told me it was a bad website. Uh, nineteen and a half point fa- favorite. Nineteen and and the hook yeah. for for the Aztecs tonight over Kansas State. Hard to bet on the Aztecs right now. I just I'm I'm kind of in a down mood about them, so I need to see something from them. They haven't been. But uh, a team like this, I mean, you got to beat by twenty points. They haven't been the most consistent offensively. No, which uh, you kind of need in order to push a lead up to like nineteen. 20 in this case, right? You said 19 and a hook? 19 and a hook. Yeah, so. <laughs> it, it, that's a half for people out there that don't know what hook means. Yeah, that's right. Scrape I just want to show you how to make this work. I mean, Kennesaw State has played LaGrange College. They played Bruton Parker. I, I don't know, oh, know that what this powerhouse. is. Uh, Mercer, Charleston Southern. I mean, I recognize Mercer. That's yeah, in Texas. Yeah, I, 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 I recognize some Southern. of their opponents, but I'm just saying. I mean, well, they're, the they're, first three you named, I didn't recognize. Now, the one team that I do recognize is Florida. They only lost to them by 10. Okay. So that leads me the to Gators. believe that taking the 19 and a half is probably a pretty good idea. Maybe Kennesaw State, the Owls, as they're known, mm. okay. has something to offer. 20 points is a lot for a team that we just don't know what they're gonna. which offense is going to show up for the Aztecs. Touche. Yeah. Moving to Monday Night Football, the game between the Patriots and the Cardinals from Phoenix. This is the a four-leg same-game parlay, plus 441. Ramondre Stevenson is an anytime touchdown scorer, meaning he can just score a touchdown at any point through the game, rushing or receiving. Ramondre Stevenson, 50-plus rushing yards. Devontae Parker, 25-plus receiving yards. He's still in the league? Plays for the Patriots. Hmm. He has games every once in a while. He's a former Dolphin. I remember him. I just didn't know he was playing. Yep, playing for the Patriots. Uh, and then the last leg would be under eight and a half first quarter total points. So, mm. I don't know. I mean, you go 7-3. Under and eight and a half for both teams? Yeah, yeah, for combined score in the first quarter. Like seven, oh, so just a, just a touchdown, basically. I mean, it's all that can be scored. Seven and three. I mean, like under. if it's seven to three, oh, under, under yes. eight and a half. So it could just be a touchdown, seven nothing. I'm so bad with math. Uh, I guess it could be a couple field goals. Yeah, this is a weird, weird bet. Eight and a half points in the first quarter total. The under. only thing I'm going to bet on is the uh, Patriots on the money line. Oh, you think they're going to beat the Cardinals? I do because outright. the Cardinals are absolutely awful at home. They have <laughs> lost eleven of their last twelve home games. I mean, you're talking about the NFL where. 
They're supposed to have some sort of home field advantage. They're one and six this year. They lost their last five home games last year. Mm. For whatever reason, the Cardinals just can't get it done in that in that venue. So I I, I just like the Patriots straight up in this game. I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take this uh four leg, four leg parlay Same game parlay yeah four forty one. Although uh, I think Devontae Parker's the the question mark. His twenty five plus. 25 yards? I bet yeah. you he's had maybe like three games this year over 25 yards. I just, Devontae Parker has not been great. I just he, he They're going to run the ball a ton in this game, so I think Stevenson has a chance to get to 50 and the touchdown. Just a seven. I could be seeing being 7-0 after one quarter. So, yeah, I'm going to take it. All right, Devontae Parker. I, I, I Devontae, he, I trust. He had 156 yards against the Ravens. He had 64 yards against the Browns, 68 yards against the Bears, 80 yards against the Vikings. Oh, so he's been productive. He's been all right. All right. All right. So on a pretty terrible offense that Matt Patricia is running, which so I de- you, mean the, you mean the defensive guru? Yeah, the defensive <laughs> guru running the offense, which is kind of weird. All right. Now to the spread, Patriots and Cardinals. The uh, Patriots are favored in this game by two and a half points. Oh, I so have to give I'm taking. I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking Patriots on this. You're taking Patriots. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to take the Patriots. I just said I'd take them. So <laughs> I'll take them again. I, I feel like the Cardinals got something to prove because they're kind of like the laughing stock right now of the of the NFC West. What is, the, what is their record right now? The Cardinals four and, four and, eight. Se- four and eight. Yeah, four and eight. Patriots are six and six. This is the last chance for the Patriots to stay in the playoff hunt. I. I, the, the, one thing that, the one thing that would motivate me for them, the Cardinals, is just to try to win so I don't have to be embarrassed on the uh, HBO that, That's show what I'm thinking about. Week. Like, how many, when you're losing like that, it's, I'm sure there's not a whole lot to talk about. At least the, at least the Colts last year were in it to the very end. They, they, they took it right down Four to the Four and last eight kind of kills your storyline for, yeah. for, for Hard Knocks. Yeah, the show has not been all that entertaining the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Just like we just talking about losing every week? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Have they, have they, Cliff they, Kingsbury, God love him, he keeps coming up with a new way to, try to motivate. say, hey, let's hang in there, guys, but it's the same speech every week, and it hasn't worked yet. Do you so. feel like, because uh, I haven't watched the show whatsoever, do you feel like this is a Cliff Kingsbury thing, or do you th- feel like this is a team thing? I don't know. I think it's probably a little of everything because they, they, this team should be better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you got Kyler Murray, you've got James Conner, you've got DeAndre, you've got Marquise Brown. I mean, you're, you got your tight end hurt, Zach Ertz. But that their was... offensive line though has been decimated. Ah, decimated. They're like back... into their third and fourth. Stringers. Yeah, back to the back to what we we've, so... we've been saying on this show for a while. If your offensive line is not good, yeah, you're you're typically going to be even not Kyler good. Murray right. can't run around forever. No. So that's been the big problem, uh, the, according to the show. Anyway, <laughs> I, I got to watch a few of those episodes. But you guys are telling me it's I, not very good. I was all in to watch it, and then by the time we got to the first week that it was on, they they were already not doing well. Yeah, and it just doesn't to me. It didn't seem like it would be entertaining at that. Yeah, point. you need a team that is at least in the hunt for yeah. a playoff spot. Like yeah. the Colts, I didn't watch that from the very beginning, but I caught on towards the end. Because they were in it to the last week of the season, the show was entertaining. Yeah. You know, I, I can't see that in this case. <laughs> Weird team to cover, too. Uh, but, I mean, they got some names. Anyway, all right. Now, two more to go. Prop bets. Mac Jones over under 227.5 passing yards. The FanDuel people say over is the way to go here. Um, I'm going to say yes because the Cardinals give up a lot of receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. So I'm going to say he does go over. 227 is 
pretty right, easy pickings for most NFL quarterbacks. Not but him, not no. guaranteed for Mac Jones. No. Well, remember last week, or was it last week when he started screaming at Matt Patricia? Throw the bleeping ball. They caught that on the sideline. Got that yeah, def- that went well. That defensive coordinator <laughs> calling the plays. <laughs> you keep saying this, that. It's true. That was is, crazy. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to say uh, he's not getting that. All right. Last one would be – go ahead. Or I thought you were going to no. say something. Last one would be Kyler Murray rushing yards under 36 and a half. I don't know how he's been running the ball this year, to be honest. Well, he's going to have to. As, as Chris said, they're in the third, fourth string offensive lineman. Yeah, he'll probably have to run for 36 yeah, yards. Yeah, I'm going to say he's going to get that. Merit alone. Just running for his life, he'll have to get 36 <laughs> yards. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, he's uh, he's averaging a lot of rush yards since maybe week, I don't know, six. He's been averaging a good amount. So I am going to go over on that one as well. But that's right, it next for one. the Daily Gambit. See right. if you can find some odds for the uh, women's uh, volleyball final four. It, wait, Thursday wait, night. Thursday night. Let me see. I'll, yeah. I'll check in the break. Yeah, check US, in the break. USD is going to draw Texas in the uh, final four. That sounds Ooh. tough. That was pretty exciting the <laughs> other night. I mean, they had to, you know, it's so tough to win on the road. Was this televised? It was televised on ESPNU, and I happened to pick up the last couple of sets, and they were down two sets to one. They were losing set four. Stanford was just a couple of points away from winning. The crowd was going berserk. And somehow USD found a way to get steadied awesome. and pull that game out. And then the fifth set was tied 9-9, nine to nine, and USD scored the last six points to walk out of there with the victory. It was, it was exciting. I mean, they gave Stanford the home court advantage based on not this year, but based on what Stanford's done in the past. They've been to the Final Four 24 times or something. That's how that works. And USD getting there for the first time. So you had to feel good for those kids, and uh, they, they put in a tremendous effort. Now now they draw the number one team in the country, Texas, in the uh, in the Final Four, but they think they can beat anybody. At this point, I Maybe would imagine right. so. I would imagine so. Right. Congratulations to yeah. USD women's volleyball team getting to the Final Four. Let's step away. Take a break. When we come back, Tim Shelton, Oregon State assistant basketball coach, former Aztec, joins the show. Here's some traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
Costello, Tony Green Jr., Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan, Matt Scraby alongside. Coming to you from our Odyssey Palace Studios here in San Diego, California. Right now, a little where are they now? He was a player at San Diego State on one of the great teams in Aztec basketball history. Back in 2011, the Aztecs, you may recall, went 34-3, and won the Mountain West Conference Championship, advanced to the Sweet 16. Tim Shelton was a big part of that team, big part of this Aztec basketball program now, an assistant at Oregon State. Good to catch up with you, Tim. How you been? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely great to catch up with you and uh, see you're still doing so well. Uh, it looks like you've uh, decided to head to your uh, your dad's alma mater there at Oregon State. Tell us a little bit about life with the Beavers. Man, it's, uh, it's been interesting. It's been fun. Um, yeah, like you said, my father did go here. That's That's been special to me, um, a little extra incentive when it was decision-making time, and um, the community has, has taken well to that and been excited to get some Shelton blood back in Corvallis up here. Um, different weather-wise, you know, I, it's my first time living out of, outside of California, um, so I've been adjusting to that, but I've loved it so far. It's a beautiful little college town that, that has a lot of character to it and, you know, new environment, new staff, new players, Pac-12. Um, different levels so it's been a fun challenge for me and and i'm excited to to kind of see how it progresses tim talk about that transition you leave fresno state you you had been there from 18 to 22 um and and you took the job here in oregon state this summer how has that transition been you mentioned going from the mountain west now all of a sudden in the pac-12 what has that been like man a little bit of spontaneous um you know, it, it happened all around the time of the Final Four last year, um, and it was unexpected. You know, I was just doing my job, you know, working as hard as I could at Fresno State, trying to help, you know, continue to build and establish, you know, a positive culture, a winning culture. Um, you know, in this in this new generation of players with, with guys that I'm I'm continuing to try to get to know. But, um, you know, the transition, man. You know, obviously, the expectations are different. You know, in recruiting, um, you know, just different levels of of coaching experience that you're walking into guys with resumes that are a little flashier um, here and there. So you you have to know who you are coming into this and, and, and be about your strengths, you know, when you get into the office and be professional and, you know, the same, same habits that you had in in other places, same habits that I had at Fresno, um, same things I've been taught and mentored at Fresno, you know, and at San Diego state. Now it's just more application and and continue to fine tune kind of who I am and how I can, use my strengths to help create buy-in for, for my new boss, my new head, my new head coach. And that's Wayne Tinkle in Oregon State, a team that was in the Elite Eight a couple of years ago, uh, Tim. that's yep. uh, That's got to be a nice uh, nice uh, feather in the cap of that uh, basketball program. Now you guys are got a young team trying to eventually get back to that kind of level. Where's, uh, where's the uh, rebuilding process stand right about now? Man, it's a it's a process for sure. You use the right word. Um, you know, every day you're just you're just trying to get one percent better with your guys. And we have a lot of freshmen right now, and this group is is very inexperienced together. Um, we brought in a few transfers, but mostly young guys. And the beautiful thing about that, and the confidence behind that with coaches' decision, is that you know I'm, I'm sitting here in our beautiful practice facility right now, and there's a big Elite Eight poster right there sitting in front of me, and you know, to know your boss has been there before, you know, and to know that he has a philosophy and a process that he trusts um, and to, to basically reset and do things the way he knows they can be successful with the high character group of kids that we have. Um, you know, it feels right so far, even though our record might not show it. 
um, practice does not is not does not look like our record. Practice looks like you know we should be winning more games. Practice looks like we have a, a, a potential championship culture, and you got to fight for that every single day. Fight fight that young guys are continuing to understand what building winning habits are, you know, what, what watching film is, what being in the weight room, you know, and, and being efficient in there feels like, um, you know, fight for building winning habits on how to communicate, you know, fight for working against what maybe outside sources or outside people are telling you you should be doing when they don't know your everyday work. And, you know, that's the grind of being an assistant. That's the grind of being a coach, but it's also the fun part, you know, the relationships you get to develop with these guys and, continuing to see buy-in every single day and understanding every single day. That part's exciting because you know you're building towards something huge. Tim Shelton, Oregon State assistant basketball coach, former Aztec. Tim, I, I would imagine with, with nine freshmen, you only have, what, the two seniors, two juniors on your roster. Um, this is, as you said, a very young team. How difficult is it to build those type of uh, of, of things that you want to install in a program like Oregon State with uh, something like the transfer portal kind of hanging in the background. I, I, I'm sure it helps a lot of uh, programs, but in this case, how do you keep that young nucleus together and, and keep them going in the right direction? You, you'd be genuine. You know, a lot of these young guys, and even guys in the transfer portal, you know, when they get to certain programs, you know, programs like San Diego State, programs like Fresno State, programs like Oregon State, you know, unfortunately, sometimes, it's the first time that they've had real truth tellers in their life. Mm. And to be transparent with someone and tell them the truth about their game to kind of, you know, you know, shift their mindset to say, Hey, you're here because you're talented and you're here because you can help us be successful and we can help you be successful. But for this relationship to, to thrive and, and, and to flourish, you know, we both have to be honest with each other. You know, we have to be hard on each other. We have to push each other and, you know, that's, that's the part that you have to really be patient as a coach, yeah. but also be demanding at the same time. So understanding guys are young or understanding guys are new to maybe your culture or your terminology or, you know, understanding a championship level of work. You know, that part is, again, it's a daily thing that when you get the right kids, like I feel like we have, you know, you, you try to do that every day to the point where they feel good about you and feel like they can trust that. And even if they're not, you know, immensely successful as a freshman, that they do feel like they're heading in the right direction. They're confident you're the one that can help them continue to accomplish these goals that they have in the future. And they're having some fun, you know, doing it. You know, this this climate is very different than it used to be. Yeah. You're used to seeing guys be with the program for, for so many years, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Now it's, what have you done for me lately? And even if you've done well, you know, now somebody can just kind of jump ship and, and try to get something better and take advantage of the momentum they might have built, which is not a knock on the kids. It's just the current culture of what college basketball and recruiting is. And so, you know, hats off to kids having success and, and getting another opportunity, but it doesn't necessarily feel good to the person that really helped them take another step, right. you know, to say, I believed in you from the jump, and now you're jumping ship because someone else realized what I already knew and what I helped you accomplish, but you can't be mad at it. You know, you have to try to try your best to be excited for, you know, the kid when you know you've done your best to try and, you know, hold up your end of the commitment. One of these days, Tim Sheldon's going to be on this program as a head coach of his own college basketball program. And I'm not, I'm assuming that that's kind of what the, the path that you're trying to be on, Tim. And uh, yeah, I, I guess imagine you just take a little piece of everything you learn along the way here 
Um, is it hard? Do you get a little impatient one time, once in a while as you try to eventually land that, that job? Uh, do you talk to Wayne Tinkle? Did you talk to Justin Hudson about you know making that next step and what it would be like? Honestly, ever, ever since I, um, you know, I was, I was granted my first opportunity, you know, from coach Fisher and coach Dutcher at San Diego state, it's always something that's been in the back of my mind. Um, you know, the more you have experience in the job, you learn to focus on being where you're at. And, you know, I'm just blessed to be in it. You know, I'm really grateful that I get to do this every day that, that, that I chose to do this career. And I've been fortunate to, to make progress as quickly as I have, um, you know, and I'm learning. You know, continue to learn. So, absolutely, I would love to be a head coach one day. Um, you know, I feel like I'm the head coach of my areas now, and that makes me feel good. I feel like I'm, I have a certain philosophy in my head that I can apply and, and be genuine with trying to also, you know, execute the preaching of coach's message, of his philosophy, of his terms, of what he believes, you know, are the things that need to be said and echoed in the halls of our program. And so, you know, me being a head coach, I believe it will happen one day. You know, if, if people are calling me a great assistant coach, you know, in the next few years or now, um, you know, that's that's going to make me happy and feel like I got to keep pushing, you know, to be an even better assistant. But absolutely. Well, Tim, we wish you nothing but the best. You're always one of our favorites here in San Diego. We'll never forget that team in 2011 and I did for the Aztec program. So best of luck at Oregon State this year. We'll keep an eye on the Beavers and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you down the road. Appreciate you. Send us some good luck. Let, let some good energy to my Aztecs over there, too. They're going to get it rolling. All right. We we'll appreciate do. Thanks, you, Tim. Thank you. There he goes. Tim Shelton, now an assistant at Oregon State. Always good to catch up with one of our favorites. He was a he was a key guy yeah. on that 2011 team. He was a glue, glue guy. Yeah. Exactly. And that's not fair sometimes to glue guys. Because when you think glue guy, you don't think, well, he didn't have a lot of talent. He just nah, had not at he all. He had some talent. He definitely he had, did. He had some skill. He could score on the inside. Hit that baseline jump shot. His dad was a all pack ten player at Oregon State. Went on and had a great career in the NBA. Won an NBA championship with the uh, the then Seattle SuperSonics. So uh, now Tim Shelton's following in his dad's footsteps at Oregon State. Good to catch up with him. Uh, all right, uh, we'll take a quick timeout. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Tim Shelton, by the way, joined us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. I believe a big five is coming up next. That's correct. Scraby, what is the latest with the 49ers? No, sure. they're not, they're oh, not in the big five. They're what? Really? Big five. What? Are, Are you sure? okay? you feeling all right today? Uh, yes, I'm going to be talking about the unfortunate passing of a reporter in Qatar. Oh, and I'm yeah. also going to be talking about the big rumor from ESPN Radio that involves a certain Padres player being traded. Uh, can't Uh-oh. wait to hear this. All right. Well, we'll all, uh, we'll all keep our fingers crossed and see what's coming our way next in the Big Five. Three thirty-seven. Tony Gwynn Jr. and Chris Ello. That's gravy. With you to about four twenty-five Monday Night Football. Cardinals and the Patriots. Cardinals and the Patriots. That's where you come in, Scrape. I know. <laughs> Cardinals and the Patriots. Should be a doozy. Oh, yeah. We've got a big five Should headed your way. Should be a doozy. Got a big five headed your way. Imagine watching the fourth quarter of tonight's game and just kind of turning to your wife on the couch and going, God, honey, this game's a doozy. This, this game's been a doozy, honey. What a game. Uh, let's check some traffic. <laughs> 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. And before we get into it, this hour on 97.3 is brought to you by the Department of Healthcare Services. Visit choosechangeca.org. Stimulate use use disorder is a disease, not a choice, but getting help is. Make a change by choosing treatment for your meth or cocaine addiction. Find proven treatment options at choosechangeca.org. Also, before we get into it, I have to give a big old shout out to Enrique up there at Paw Perfection. I uh, dropped off my dog Lucky to get some things done and he kind of did the thing like are you scraby? And I <laughs> what's the way what's the thing? It's it's but how does that go? It, it goes like because um, of my name well, my last name's very unique. It definitely uh, is. And then usually Enrique did it this way, which I appreciate. He said, really enjoy the show. And uh, I just tried to sneak it in there. Yeah, I was taken (laughs) aback because I didn't expect it. And I never expect it. But he's a big fan of the show. He says that they play it while they're cutting the dog's hair and stuff. What is, uh, what's the name of the place? uh, Paw Perfection in Encinitas. Good name. Paw Perfection. That is a good name. Shout out to Paw Perfection. Yeah, and it's spelled uh, P-A-W. P-U-R-R. Like, oh, perfect. Oh. They really went all out. I know. I know. So, Enrique. Hey, nice. Did it, they do a good job on oh, yes. Lucky, Lucky the dog? Lucky the dog came out of there looking like a million Lucky's bucks. Lucky's a happy dog? His, uh, his nail was scratching long, though, my huh? face. No, because he immediately ran outside in the rain today and decided to roll in the mud. Okay, guys. I got a dog. I got a dog. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Hold up. The scraby I know. Yeah. Would have been ticked off that... They took their dog to the groom. Yeah. And then two days later, they're rolling in mud. It's okay. How did, how did this scraby take it? I said, you're a cute dog. Oh, you're, you're a we cute dog. found your weak spot. Well, I've always wanted a dog that's like a real dog. like a, Not a real dog, but you know what I'm <laughs> saying. Like a, like a stereotypical dog. Dogs that like sticks and dogs that like to dig and... Dogs that like to swim. And Sounds like your wish has been granted. Yeah, it's not all it's cracked up to be, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like he, having a child. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, lucky the dog, very well taken care of by Enrique and friends. So thank you, Enrique. Very good, Enrique. Yes, for taking care of the puppy. Well done. I always say I I got a dog that fills all the areas of manhood that I don't cover. So we're we're together we're a man. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> together we're a man. I don't want to broach that statement. <laughs> yes. five. That is weird. Um with the Padres signing Xander Bogarts, rumors are going to be strong about the future of Fernando Tatis Jr. According to Rick DiPietro of ESPN Radio, the Yankees have kicked the tires on Fernando and here they are talking about this on ESPN Radio earlier today. I'll tell you what I heard over the weekend, and I, this is not a crazy idea, especially with with San Diego signing Bogarts. 
and then Soto on the on the cusp of being paid. Because you kept hearing Yankees Yankees are in on something big. I heard Tatis Jr. over the weekend. Ooh, that's interesting. With what the the amount of money, it's it's a lot of years. It's a lot of years, and he's but it's an elite not crazy, talent. It's not crazy money, man. But so it goes on. The other guy says, "But but but he has the wrist problem, and he has the steroid problem, and they went all over that, and they just basically said." that um, maybe the Yankees can capitalize on some diminished value of some sort and, mm. and get a discount. So, Chris, you're up first. Put yourself in A.J. Preller's shoes. What would you need in return for Fernando Tatis Jr.? Uh, I wouldn't be making a deal at all. No I deal. I wouldn't even be listening. And I know he's going to listen because that's A.J.'s way, and it's probably any good general manager is always going to listen. You never know what's going to be offered. Outside of Aaron Judge, I can't think of anything the Yankees have that I would want to, to, to replace Fernando Tatis Jr. The thing with Fernando Tatis Jr. is not only is he an amazing player and a you know and a, a generational talent, but he sells tickets. People go out to see this guy play. Facts. Who are the Yankees going to give up that, that anybody's going to pay to go see play? No one. Other than Aaron Judge. So that's why it's a closed, uh, <clears throat> closing the door. Sorry, Yankees. Good luck with that, but uh, not going to happen. I, 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 this is, by the way, this is also irresponsible sports talk. Because he heard something somewhere. Somebody heard something <laughs> somewhere, and now you're making a whole topic out of it, as if it's there's some truth to it. Give me a break, <laughs> Tony. What would you need in return for Fernando? Well, for nurse, first you need Fernando Tatis Jr. to sign off. To on sign it. off, they on didn't it, say he has like a that. full no trade clause. Yeah, and something twenty twenty one. It'd be like you could hear it all you want. He's going to have to say, "Yeah, I'm okaying this first. Secondly, I think as Chris said, there's going to. It would. I don't even know that there's a team. I don't know everybody's prospect list, but it's going to take. Is you you talking like your top six? No discount to be had. There's, here. there's zero discount. You to want be Fernando? Had. You're paying full price, right? Right, I don't care what his diminished value is from an optic standpoint. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty, I'm bet, willing to bet that most people feel like he's going to be healthy. If he's healthy, he's going to be the guy that he was. So, yeah. uh, no, no diminished value. Uh, at least if I'm AJ Preller, and yeah, I would also need, most importantly, his blessing on it. I'm sorry to the listener that tweeted me this because I don't have your name, but you said something really smart, and you said this just proves that teams. Want him? And, and I said that I, all I, teams are going to want I, I, him. I think I said this the day of <laughs> the day it all went down in August. That you know, as mad as you might be right now, it would be a mistake to move this dude because you know the way it goes here in San Diego. You move a dude like that, he's gonna he's rip. gonna come back to haunt you. Yeah, somehow, somewhere, somehow, somewhere. Even if he doesn't, Four. even if he doesn't come back to to do it personally to you, you will have to watch it. Go on somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, there goes the 59th home run for the Yankees. Man, I wish I had this in San Diego. Uh, this is a sad story. Prominent American journalist Grant Wall died in Qatar oh, after collapsing man. while covering the World Cup, sparking an outpouring of shock and grief across the sports world. He was 49, and he collapsed while covering Friday's Argentina-Netherlands match, um, witnesses told report or reporters. Qatar's World Cup organizer said on Saturday that Wall fell ill in the press area where he received immediate immediate medical treatment on site. He was sick and talked about it leading up to his death. He wrote that his body had broke down, 
After he had little sleep, high stress, and a heavy workload, he had a cold for 10 days, which turned into something more severe, he wrote, adding that he felt better after receiving antibiotics and catching up on sleep. So here's where people think there's something else going on, because Wall made headlines in November by reporting that he was detained and briefly refused entry to a World Cup match because he was wearing a rainbow t-shirt in support of LGBTQ rights. Now, Wall's brother did go to social media after finding out about the death, and he did say he believes his brother was murdered by the uh, Qatar... I'm not even going to say the government, just by operatives. Tony? Operatives. I I don't know where that came from, but it sounded good. (laughs) Do you think there is any, for lack of a better term, funny business going on? I don't know. I mean... I guess there could be, but I mean, he is on the rec- on record saying he was his sick. body broke down. Was, I mean, and he was sick uh, for ten days, and he took him. He started feeling better, and, and then he collapsed. I mean, of course, there could be some something, um, some foul play Under, at, yeah. at, at hand here. We don't know, um, but it also could just be he was sick. And his body, you know, broke down. I don't know. Either way, it's a it's a truly tragic story. Yeah. Uh, and you know, for those who may not have been familiar, as I wasn't, um, it didn't just. I mean, this this guy broke really LeBron James in before um, he moved on to soccer. I mean, he's yeah. been one of the biggest voices mm-hmm. of soccer for a very long time. And so, this didn't just hit the soccer world. This this was a this was devastating news. To yeah. hear about Grant Wall passing away. Yeah, uh, in all my dealings with Grant Wall, he was very nice. And I mean, I didn't have many you, dealings, but I've booked first, him before. Okay. I've talked to him, I've texted him, and he was always really cool. And that's the thing you hear really across the board is is the type of individual yeah. he was. Mm-hmm. Aside from how good he was at his job, Chris, uh, do you think there's anything going on here? I do not. Uh, not even close. And I think it's a little bit. Uh, a little bit silly to be bringing all of this up. Um, you know, I mean, this is just a bad result. And uh, Grant Wall obviously got sick. I, I feel awful. This whole story, I had a tear in my eye watching this whole coverage the other yeah. night. Um, I will say this. Uh, just hours after Grant Wall passed away, a second journalist yeah. covering the World Cup in Qatar died. Khalid uh, al-Mislam, a, a Qatari, uh, was a photojournalist uh, who died suddenly while covering the tournament. So... Um, you know, they're, you're going to start spreading that this is like a, you know, all the journalists over there are in trouble now. I mean, it's it's creating a little bit of a hysteria that doesn't need and to And you be know, created, grieving can say. grieving, you know, sends you all types of places. Sure. I know his brother comes yeah. out and feels like his, his his brother was murdered, but um yeah, we we don't know. That's that's the truth of the matter at this point. Hopefully yeah. there there will be more information that tells us one way or another. Yeah, his body has been uh, returned to the United States, so we'll uh, hopefully see that no funny business happened, and I don't say that to be funny. Number three. Rams head coach Sean McVay has done what everyone thought he'd do after last Thursday night. He named Baker Mayfield the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Chris, are these last four games the biggest of Baker's career? Of Baker's career, no. He had played a much bigger game already, a playoff game for the Cleveland Browns against the Kansas City Chiefs. He nearly won that one. He won a previous playoff game. So, no, these aren't, but they're important to him. He's got to make a statement. I mean, Matthew Stafford is still the quarterback of the Rams for, you know, until further notice. 
So, you know, Baker Mayfield wants to get a job starting back in the National Football League. It would behoove him to play well in these four games. Uh, Tony? It's a great answer. And I say that because I, I, I was, after listening to Chris's, I was probably going to overreact and say, yeah, these are the most important games. But in terms of him getting, uh, having, putting some good film on tape in front of a, a coach who I think could be really beneficial to him, whether he is a starter or a backup. Um, yeah, so, I mean, from that standpoint, they are important. But are they the most important games? I think Chris is right. He's played in two playoff games. Those are probably um, a titch above where these last four will be. I don't know, though. According to those Rams broadcasters, they're now 4-9 and nine and heading to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so maybe these games will be that important. I don't know. Uh, some a, a little bit of news that we've been kind of seeing, but Texas did suspend Coach Chris Beard without pay until further notice. So we'll have to keep an eye on that story if we want to. Really, maybe you should tell everybody. Yeah, what I don't you're think talking we. About, I think we talked about it off air. Oh, I thought air. we talked about it on air. Oh, no, I think uh, it was off. yes, Texas college basketball coach Chris Beard was. Uh, he was, uh, I guess, arrested for a felony domestic violence charge. Yes, and, he was. Uh, yes. So he has been suspended until further notice, and uh, Texas will have more comments when more information becomes made available. Number two. It's been a tough year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and quarterback Tom Brady, but apparently not so tough that he's ready to retire the moment the season is over. According to Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, all options are on the table as far as the 45-year-old's future. Brady, who will be a free agent at the end of the season, reportedly, quote, feels good enough to keep playing which is not a small consideration when he will be starting his 24th season at the age of 46 if he does play next season. And some of the teammates will be starting their first season at the age of 20, 21, or 22, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Tony, would you bet on him coming back or retiring? Yes. I would bet on him coming back. Really? Yeah. For a 46-year-old season? I do, man. This dude is obsessed with football. He is. <laughs> and, I mean, I know it looks like he's not having a lot of fun, and I'm sure not winning is, but the alternative is him not having a place to go play, him being at home, and that didn't seem to suit him well. Now, maybe he gets done with the year and his body's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, he's 40, he'll be 46, for crying out loud, so it's, you can't put that completely out of the realm. But everything to this point says that this dude is obsessed with football. He's just not playing well. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? It's a combination. It's not just him not playing well. It's the well. team as well, yes. The team is not him. playing well. Chris? Yeah, I'd bet on him coming back. Um, I think the worst thing that happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization was Brady having that comeback Monday night against the Saints because that bought him another year of football. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a free agent after this year, so the Bucks are going to have to step up and pay him. Yeah. Or they're going to have to step up and be like, you know what? They're going to have to be the ones that just let him go. Yeah. So that's not going to be easy to do. I mean, he's a Carolina Panther. I mean, look how awful he was yesterday. Look how awful he was in that Saints game before he had the magical comeback. I mean, I mean, Tom Brady's looking like an old version of the current Tua Tonga-Vailoa right now. Wow. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think it's really getting close to time, but I don't think he agrees with me. No, I don't think so either. I don't think he agrees with me. I don't think so either. So I, I would bet on him trying to come back. He had a lot of uh, tantrums yesterday. <laughs> Lots of them. One. A once-proud award is now kind of an afterthought in the college football world, and we are talking about the Heisman Trophy 
USC's Caleb Williams won the award, and I honestly didn't even know until this morning. The Heisman is definitely not what it once was. So, Chris, how can college football make the Heisman relevant again? I don't have an answer, so I'm going to have to say it's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible. I just possible. don't think anybody cares anymore. I mean, you know, I'm sure Caleb Williams cares. Oh, yeah. People around USC care, but I don't know. People just don't talk about this anymore. It is it is hanging on in terms of relevance. Um, I don't know that it ever needs to go away, but I don't know that it needs to be a nationally televised event every year any longer. I mean, they what? squeeze it in in about 10 minutes now. But they have, like, the full show. Why do you think that is, though? Because, I mean, the Heisman Trophy was, like, super prestigious. Yeah. It was it was it was hype, but now it just maybe because so many lousy players won it. Is it is? Do you think the portal has anything to do with like because there's no really build up to these stories anymore? It's just yeah, a guy shows up on the scene and then boom, it's like a free agency. Yeah, thing. that's interesting. About I mean, because you think about it, the the for, in the past it seemed like Heisman Trophy winners have built up to that point over time. You've gotten to kind of know them even a little bit. Now it's like four guys show up and you're like, man, I, I've seen you on highlights, but I don't know much about you. Yeah. Yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either, but it's not breaking any news in my world. So. <laughs> it really isn't. But congratulations, congratulations to Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner. Who won it last year? <laughs> there you go. Good question. Whoa, There's no, no, no. I do know. It was uh, CJ Stroud. There it okay, is. Great. Morgan no, Chris. Was it? I don't know. I don't know. Morgan right. Chris on the way. Chris was a fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 